You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of NCBA's Beltway Beef Podcast. I'm Hunter Ehrman, and today we're joined by Chief Agricultural Negotiator Doug McCaleb. Ambassador McCaleb, thank you so much for being with us today. If you would, uh, please just tell us a little bit about your background and what your job as Chief Ag Negotiator is like. Yeah, thank you very much, Hunter. It's great to be here at CattleCon. Great to be here with you. Um, So I have been in federal service for about 30 years, uh, mostly with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. I've been in the role of chief agriculture negotiator for a little over a year. Uh, That position means that I'm around the globe advocating for better deals for American farmers and ranchers, uh, better trade uh, deals, and an equitable playing field out there for our, our agricultural products. So if you would, tell us what the process of expanding foreign market access looks like for products like beef. Yeah, it's really important that we be out there and present uh, with uh, our market. Uh, There are consumers around the globe that are very interested in what our uh, ranchers have to offer. And oftentimes, it's just in a situation where we need to uh, get government regulations in other markets out of the way to ensure that there aren't regulatory barriers or uh, tariff barriers that are preventing us from being competitive in those areas. So I spend a lot of time on the road. Uh, uh, my team does as well, uh, Ambassador Tai at USTR. And uh, you know, face-to-face negotiations and discussions with those marketplaces have given us the wins. Like, for example, uh, Japan uh, uh, has uh, greatly expanded their access for our products, and that's a $2.3 billion market market for U.S. beef. So how does your office address some of the non-science-based trade barriers to beef exports? Yeah, one of the challenges we see is that sometimes foreign markets will utilize uh, science as a uh, protectionist uh, barrier. And so we very much spend a lot of time ensuring that uh, everyone is adhering to science. And for the trade agreements that we already have in place, and I'll use an example, uh, the USMCA with Canada and Mexico, uh, we spend a lot of time with those uh, colleagues making sure that they are not erecting regulatory uh, hurdles that are out of sorts with that trade agreement. So uh, there are, just over the course of the last year, about $6 billion that we were able to save by getting uh, um, countries to remove those regulatory hurdles. And that makes a big difference for uh, beef exporters and helps keep the trade moving. So as you look to the future, are there any particular regions or countries that might be a good opportunity for American cattle producers to sell some more beef into? Yeah, you know, even though we've set uh, uh, three years in a row of record farm exports, the United States has, um, you know, we need to keep at it. And uh, Southeast Asia is certainly a major uh, player, uh, the growing population, the growing middle class. That's a place where we need to diversify and spend a lot of time uh, developing those markets. I was recently in Africa, and we have over 30 African countries that really want to partner with us on trade, and they're very interested in U.S. agricultural products. Uh, So, you know, It's just a matter of the partnership we have with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association and and the growers. Uh, Just uh, being proactive and getting out there and realizing those wins is super important for us. So as you look forward to your time at CattleCon, anything you're particularly excited to see while you're here? <laughs> well, uh, hey, my wife will tell uh, all of your listeners that she were here. I'm one of the uh, biggest uh, customers of the, the beef industry. So, you know, being around uh, uh, cattlemen, getting to shake hands and visit with them just makes me happy uh, to spend time with where it all comes from. Uh, I think our producers 
make uh, the most reliable and high quality beef products you will find anywhere in the globe. And, and it is an honor to advocate on their behalf uh, to get them solid trade deals and arrangements. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for your service. Thank you so much, Hunter. Uh, great to be, be here at CattleCon. And thank you. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.